Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. According to the International Energy Agency, the world could lower temperatures. We could reduce the the temperature on the planet. 1.5 degrees Celsius. If only we would reduce gas and oil usage by 25% by 2030. Translation? No, we can't reduce uh, the uh, temperature of the planet 1.5 degrees Celsius. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find it all at TonyKatz.com. It's good to be with you. Good to be back. Took the day off. Jewish holiday, Day of Atonement. Uh, went well, easy, uh, fast. Hope it was for those who, who were doing uh, the fasting. This is a remarkable bit of reporting. This story is out over at oilprice.com. Net zero still achievable if the world slashes fossil fuel demand. It's a silly, silly argument. And this group, the IEA, the International Energy Agency, they're like, look, we can grow solar power and electric car sales and we can make zero emissions achievable. The electricity gets made somewhere. I'm not a guy who's against electric cars. You guys know that I have a I have a car sponsor, a dealership, a car dealership, Andy Moore Ford, and 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 we talk about electric vehicles. And they gave me one to drive. I'm driving the Mach E. It's it's very cool. A lot of bells and whistles and buttons. I still don't yet understand, but the speed, it's it's so quick. It's crazy. It is push you back in your seat quick. It's crazy. And I am not opposed to people having a Tesla or anything else. If you're opposed to the subsidies, okay, vote for people who won't allow the subsidies. Let's see how they do. Let's see how the, the, the market handles electric vehicles. We know that prices have come down from, let's say, Tesla because the demand isn't as great as the supply, even though government has been working very, very hard to make people want the supply, incentivizing and doing all these other things. I like it when the market figure these th- figures these things out and not government. So I've never had a problem with the electric vehicle being on the road or the hybrid being on the road. Let people decide what it is they want to do. If they want an electric vehicle, let them have one. Buy something cool. Buy something fun. Buy something you're going to enjoy. It's your money. You want electric? Go ahead. Force is something completely different. And making the claim that we're all going to die unless we, that's also something I find wholly unacceptable. But this is pure fantasy. Because even with anything electric, what's powering the power grid? That has to be powered by something. You're going to get into the moment where it's coal, which, by the way, works. When European nations gave up, uh, I think it was specifically Germany, gave up nuclear energy, Lord only knows why they did that. And then, of course, they realized they couldn't trust Russia for their natural gas concerns. They didn't say, well, I guess we're going green and energy costs are going to skyrocket. They said, holy crap, winter's coming. Get the coal plants back online. And that's what they did. 
It was this remarkable, remarkable show of how the the quote-unquote green economy, green world, doesn't match up to the real world. And I forget who wrote the piece. Oh, it was so good. Fascinating look. If you take a look at, at poor countries or developing countries, do you think they're going to say to their people, hey, we know we want to get out of this crippling poverty. We know we want to be a thriving economy, but we have to go green. So sorry, we won't be able to meet your energy needs and we won't be able to heat your homes and half of you are going to die because we have to be responsible to the planet and whatever the United States is blowharding at this moment, never mind the rest of Europe. No, they're going to say, screw you, fire up the coal plants, let's go to work. When push came to shove, they didn't go green. They went for cheap. They went for cheap, abundant, works, energy. Cheap, abundant, it works. That's what they went for. Makes perfect sense. And so the, this article had, had pointed out that, that what, you're, what you're really doing by making this claim amongst uh, up-and-coming nations, poorer nations, is that they should suffer because you've decided uh, that there's that other people aren't living like you think they should. The fossil fuel, I hate the term fossil fuel so freaking much. Hate the term fossil fuel so freaking much. Uh, but it's here, and it isn't going anywhere anytime soon. You and I, you and I, uh, both know that oil works, gas works. We know that solar and wind don't work. They don't work. One day they might, but right now they don't. And that's fine. Don't move until you see it, to quote Searching for Bobby Fisher. Don't destroy an entire market until the other market works. But if solar and wind worked, why would we be opposed to it? We wouldn't be. We may be, uh, we may agree politically more. You may be on the political right with me. You may just enjoy the conversations that we have and the honest way the discussions take place here. We might disagree about some things. But the idea that somehow we would be personally offended if solar or wind actually worked and could actually power society, that's ridiculous. Why would I be bothered by this? I'm not bothered by this at all. I believe that the United States should be utilizing nuclear power. I don't understand why we're not. We're seeing gas prices increase massively in the West. Why? That's not actually the markets at play. That's a refinery issue at play. We don't put new refineries out there. We don't bring new refineries on board. Well, we wouldn't even have to if we went nuclear. The fail-safes are there. Nuclear energy works. What are we waiting for? No, we don't do that. Hydrogen power in cars. Bring me hydrogen vehicles. I cannot wait. You know what the byproduct of a hydrogen vehicle is? Water. It's amazing. Oh, bring me hydrogen cell technology and let's get it going. No problem. The idea that we should somehow be opposed to electric, like electric vehicles, right off the bat is, is, is silly. 
We should recognize that an electric vehicle needs to be powered by an electric grid that certainly can't keep up if we don't have the oil and the gas and the coal to fire in order to get the electricity flowing. That's not even a political statement. That's just the facts, man. How in the world is that political? That is just reality punching you in the face. You must power the grid to power your electric vehicle period nothing more nothing less not even anything to be angry about but if if your car could work on hydrogen power no one would care they would just be like okay hydrogen you could work on electricity and and you could get the electricity made cheap okay fine people be fine with it but it's not there today So why in the world would anybody listen to this organization, the IEA, the International Energy Agency, putting out this claim, the net zero roadmap, saying the path to limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius is narrowed, but the surge in clean energy deployment keeps it open. Again, it has to be powered. But you think you're going to cut the use of oil by 25% in seven years? Uh, It's September. So let's just call it six and a half years. This This is the craziest thing I ever heard. And it's crazy because it's valueless. Because it isn't a cut and saying replace with. It's a cut. This is the part they don't actually get into. They are not discussing replacing as if it's a one-for-one. They're talking about elimination and you doing with less. You having less ability to heat your home in the winter. You having less ability to drive your car in the summer. You paying exorbitant prices for energy, which means travel and other things, so you do less of it. It is about limiting Your mobility. Well, that's not a better society. That's a ridiculous society. That's worthless. That's worthless. And so we should say no to this. We should should dismiss this as a bit of madness. Their scenario envisions um, the idea of fossil fuel demand falling by 80% by 2050. So that's 27, let's call it 26 years from now. You think 26 years from now, they're going to have solar and wind figured out to the point that you're not going to need oil? Again, we don't have a problem with it. Let the market do what the market does. Let the market do what it does. If it wants to even that out, fine. But that's not what we're doing. We're trying to force people into something by telling them they can't enjoy their life. We're engaging in regression in the, in the uh, guise of progress, and it's disgusting. Maybe it's never been said like that to you before, but it's really important that it gets discussed. We are discussing regression in the guise of progress. Only for the progressive could not traveling to see your grandparents be seen as better. Only
only two, the progressive, could not driving to the store on Tuesdays and Fridays be seen as better. When COVID hit and the the horrific lockdowns came, there were um, these groups, these environmental groups who said, this is the greatest thing ever. Look at all the cars that aren't on the road. This is fantastic. We should do this once a week. You know, for Mother Gaia, you shouldn't be allowed to travel. Oh, no, they'll still travel because they've got official duties. You shouldn't be able allowed to travel. You should not be able to be allowed to travel. There, I said that properly then. You shouldn't be able to turn on the lights in your house six hours a day, you know, for Mother Gaia. Their lights will always work and their heat will always work and their air conditioning will always work because they're making sure that the country is safe or the city is safe or the municipality is safe or the state is safe. You just have to do with less. The answer is always you do with less. The answer is always you have to sacrifice for their ideology. And there will never come a moment where the sacrifice is too great. And once you've sacrificed driving on Wednesdays, you'll sacrifice driving on Mondays and Wednesdays. Because after all, the planet. And instead of six hours, it'll be eight and a half hours. But that'll only be on Tuesdays, and then it'll be four hours on Thursdays. You know, because they're giving you a break. But luckily for you, you get an extra ration of chocolate in this week's package. It's kind of maddening how these people really are, really at their core, where they are. The problem is we take a look at this and we apply the madness everywhere and we shouldn't. Technology and technological advances should not be opposed. They should be questioned. If you tell me you have a vehicle that runs on electricity, the rational question is, well, how much does it cost to power the thing up? That's the rational argument. If we cut by 25%, what am I doing less of? Don't tell me I have to slash fossil fuels to reach some temperature nonsense that you all invented. What does it get us? Give me the data. What do I get out of it? Now, if you tell me, we don't know, but we think it's going to help. Well, okay, that would at least be honest. But it sure as hell isn't a policy. It's a shot in the dark. I reject that. I'm not doing it. You do it. Let me know how it goes. Maybe if only 10% do it and it reduces a little, you'd have some data to be able to say, you know, if we got 30%, we could do X. If we got 50%, we could do Y. We got 70%, we could do Z. Then you'd have something. But the slashing of fossil fuels will never end. And it will affect every part of our lives because this is where the progressive mind goes. Not because I say so, but because they say so. The world is not going to slash fossil fuel demand if only because there are poorer countries that are not interested in sacrificing for your first world white liberal guilt nonsense. And they shouldn't. We shouldn't. So let's not. Electric, hydrogen, solar, wind, bring it all to the table. Nuclear, let's see what we got. But let's not sacrifice ourselves in the process like these progressives desperately want us to do. 
I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Britney Spears is dancing with knives. Now, as I already said, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't pay attention to Taylor Swift at all. There have been a couple of, like, articles out from the political right. Taylor Swift is dumb and her music is terrible. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Dude, of, of course, I don't think she's the brightest person in the world when it comes to politics. I don't know what she's like in anything else. Maybe she's really bright on the business side. I don't know. Her music, it, it, I, I'm, I'm not part of her fan base. That's, that's fine. Totally fine. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? I just don't care about her and and Travis Kelsey, and I really don't care about a guy who wants to do commercials for why you should get COVID vaccines. Get the COVID vaccine, get the flu shot. It's two for one, dude. Just just not my dude. Just that's it. That's fine. No problem. He's other people's great player, terrific. But this story about Britney Spears, she keeps putting out these videos. And in this video, she's doing this like weirdo dance with knives. She's wearing, it's, it's not a bikini top, but it's kind of like a bikini top and and it's a bikini bottom. And so she's in her, I don't know, kitchen, hallway, and she is dancing with knives. And supposedly she's like, well, the knives aren't real. Uh, I, 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 I don't think that's the issue, although that could be the issue. The issue is why is this a video? What's happening here? And why does it always make news? Why am I now talking about this? Why was this a front page thing for the New York Post? What's the point? Why does this keep happening? Why are we so enamored? Why are we so uh, involved in this? It's not worth our time or attention. I don't care who Taylor Swift is dating. I don't care. I don't need to see her at a Kansas City Chiefs game. I don't care. I got to watch Britney dancing with knives? No. No, I I don't. I don't believe she should have been under conservatorship, right? Her father was in control of her life because she wasn't really all together. People have a right to be as eccentric and as ridiculous as... As they choose, they have the right to get divorced as many times as they want. That is a societal issue, not a legal one. She gets to control her and her life, and and, and rightfully so, and I'm glad that she is. But I don't have to watch, do I? I don't have to watch her implode. She has friends, doesn't she? All those people are more than happy to take a couple of bucks for her, from her and... and uh, be with her and just be a, a hanger on and hopefully getting their own career, whatever the case may be. Wasn't that husband Kevin Federline? I don't know if that was this new guy or not. I don't know. I just don't know why we have to see it. If you see her putting this video out, why did you have to share it with anybody? Just maybe just be like, okay, maybe, maybe not watch anymore. Maybe not pay attention anymore. Does... Does Britney Spears need help? Oh, probably. Uh, There are probably millions who who need help. Uh, And the first thing you have to do is stop needing someone's attention so damn bad. Sing a song. You're dancing with knives. 
in your underwear. It's just... I'm sorry. What we consider normal in 2023 just isn't working for me. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. I know I'm dismissive of the polling, and that's a personal thing, but also... I think the polling is giving us a very peculiar message that isn't based on reality compared to other polling that we see. If I can see a poll that has Nikki Haley 49-43 over Joe Biden, but when I take a look at the national polls, I see Nikki Haley only getting 7% in the last poll, not even getting higher than Ramaswamy, while Trump's at 58%. I have questions. That's a rational point of view. That isn't an anti-Trump view at all. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. I believe that the vast majority of Republicans on the stage for the Republican nomination, the ones showing up to debate, can beat Joe Biden. I've been saying this for a while. Now, as for... Uh, everyone showing up, that that list is kind of set. For the debate on Wednesday, Asa Hutchinson is not going to be there. Good, Asa Hutchinson should not be in this race. He should get out of the race immediately, if not sooner. You've got Ron DeSantis. You've got Vivek Ramaswamy. You have Nikki Haley. You have Tim Scott. You have uh, uh, Burgum. Doug Burgum, you have Chris Christie, and I'm, and I'm missing somebody. Wait, who am I missing? Uh, DeSantis, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, Chris, oh, Mike Pence. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Yeah. Oh, oh someone's going to be sending me an email. That's seven, right? DeSantis, Christie, Ramaswamy, Haley, Scott, Pence, Burgum. Those are the seven, and that soon will be five, and things will start making more sense when these other people, even in small numbers, have to start coalescing around other candidates. One would argue, rationally, that if you have this grouping of people getting all of this uh, fractured kind of support in smaller numbers, that they're not going to go for... Trump, they want something other than Trump. They're going to stick with one of these other candidates and therefore they're going to have a chance to rise. And certainly when you take a look at the polling, DeSantis has not come back yet in the polling. Remember, if we go back to what what month was that? It was March. In March, he was at 30%. It was only a 15-point spread between him and Trump. Well, that's all widened. On average, Trump is up 43 points. 43.2, if you want to be exact, according to Real Clear Politics. That, kids, is a whole bunch of points. That, kids, is huge. I'm not convinced that Trump beats Biden in a general. I know, I know, I know, I know. I can read, I can see. If you take a look at that Washington Post ABC poll, what, did you not think I wasn't going to talk about it? I talk about everything, guys. I challenge my own thoughts all the time. It's what being a conservative is actually about. Do you have it together? Are you looking at reality the way it is, not the way you wish it was? 
This poll is nuts. Trump ahead of Biden by nine. Nine! 51-42! Sorry, if you're the Biden team, you are freaking the blank out. Freaking out! Oh, you could be like me and not believe the polls. You could do that. I don't know if you have that luxury if you're the Biden team. Because all this does is add more and more pressure to the idea that Joe Biden should not be the nominee. Because more and more people think Joe Biden should not be the nominee. As I've been discussing, he is old. He is infirm. You have got Democrats out there, the leader of the Democratic Party in Lorain County in Ohio. Her name is Sharon Sweeta. This is the quote. He is in a period of his life where passing and death is imminent. Oh. Okay. Um... Damn! That... Talk talk about a line nobody expected. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. You can't vote for Joe. He'll be dead any day now. That's... I mean, that's just laying it on the line now, isn't it? And you know what America says? Yes, that is true. That is very true. He looks ridiculous. He sounds ridiculous. This man is too old. Democrats are extremely concerned. They are looking at at ways of of repositioning him on the ballot. That New York Post story where they're actually changing the size of the stairs leading up to Air Force One so he won't trip. They're making the stairs, the, 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 the height of the stairs shorter. So it's easier for him to walk so he doesn't trip because they can't have him tripping all over himself because it just looks so bad. Oh, my goodness. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? The work that goes into trying to tell us that Biden is okay Biden is not okay. And anybody who is anybody knows it. This is not okay. So today I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PPI, anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going to, I'm going to withstand not doing that. Well... Everybody understood. No, wait. Nobody understood. You can't call it the PIII? Pacific Island Infrastructure Initiative? All right. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. And that would be fine if it was just one. But it's everything. And then he mumbles and bumbles and stumbles his way through everything. And so the Democratic Party is worried. I believe that is the reason Trump is up by nine. I want you to follow me here. It is not necessarily that I am correct. Maybe Trump can beat Biden. You got to leave the possibility. But what if the reason that Trump is up by nine, and I am not far-fetched on this, is that since Trump is leading so much in these national polls, people are saying the following. Yeah, Trump could beat him. But what if that is actually, yeah, anybody could beat him. 
If a person says in a poll Trump can beat Biden, is it saying about something about Trump or is it saying something about Biden? That's the question. Now, I understand that the always Trumper, the pro-Trumper, is going to get pretty mad at me for that statement. And yes, I get that you disagree with me when I question whether or not Trump can win a general, because I think the hate for him out there is rather large. And since I believe you can beat him with a bunch of other candidates and that Trump didn't do everything he said he was going to do regarding the swamp, there might be other candidates who we can get to do more because that's what's expected of them. I appreciate the idea that some of these people may not have the strength to do the thing that is necessary. I get that. But Trump didn't always do the thing that was necessary. He didn't get rid of Fauci. He didn't silence Fauci. He didn't push Fauci to the side. He could have had those press conferences without Fauci. He could have decided who was on the stage. He didn't do that. Oh, don't get angry with me for noticing. I'm only putting forth a theory that maybe the poll is a statement about Biden and not about Trump. And the reason that I get there is because of the Nikki Haley polling that shows her beating Biden 49-43. Look, we we could discuss a lot of issues with Nikki Haley. We we, We may disagree on one or two things, but we could agree on about seven things. I'm only bringing her up because in this is the second time they've shown these head-to-heads, and the second time the head-to-head, DeSantis ties Biden. And that's got to get noticed, too. Trump beats Biden by one. Nikki Haley wins by six. At at the low end, wins by six. So I think there's going to be, especially in this debate, there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of look at Nikki Haley. I think for whatever people were going after Vivek uh, on uh, last debate, Nikki Haley is going to capture the focus in, in this one. Oh, I, I, I really do. Because I do think that this is really the last shot, not for a Doug Burgum, but for a Tim Scott and a Mike Pence. And, and I'll, I'll get into that tomorrow. I'll, I'll dig more into that. So when I see that Haley spread, I say to myself, well, then why isn't Nikki Haley doing better in the polls? And you might argue, well, because she's not really doing that well. If she's not doing that well, why would I argue Trump is doing that well? And if Trump's not doing that well, maybe the idea that Trump would be Biden by nine has nothing to do with Trump and everything to do with Biden. I don't just make things up. I'm not an ideological cat. I'm a conservative, damn it. And I'm looking at the world the way it is, and I'm trying to make sense of what it is that I'm seeing. It doesn't make sense. Trump is up in all of these polls and in a head-to-head, in most cases, he's beating Biden by one. But in this case, he's beating Biden, this ABC Washington Post story, by nine. But in the head-to-heads, only beating Biden by one in a bunch of others where Nikki Haley is winning by six. What am I supposed to do with this data? Just trying to make sense of it. But I do stand by something I said last month, which I think was was uh, shocking for some, but I'm just looking at looking at the field. I believe that the vast majority of these candidates can beat Joe Biden. And as we said then, the reason is Joe Biden is beatable. 
yes, Joe Biden has had better successes in terms of his policies and not having a total disaster uh, red wave thing in the midterms. That's all true. Everybody underestimates Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a victim of circumstance. Joe Biden doesn't win if it's not for COVID. Joe Biden doesn't win if it's not for abortion in in, in terms of the midterms and, and doing better than thought. He doesn't. The circumstances have worked well for this guy. But everybody knows that he's just old and dumb. I'm sorry. Is that rude? You, how, how do I how do I say it? How do I say it nicer? How do I say it in, 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 with, with, with more uh, clarity? The age has robbed him of his mind to the extent that he ever had a strong mind, and he's not all right. He is seen as feeble. He is seen as weak, and we did it. We did not even discuss the comments of comments here. The two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, he got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's been, and then. You just called LL Cool J boy. Um... You have got people like Charlemagne the God, a radio host, a syndicate radio host, morning host in New York, uh, just just ripping him apart. Remember, um, it was uh, Charlemagne the God that Biden was doing uh, the interview with when he said to Charlemagne, if you don't know if you're going to vote for me or Trump, then you ain't black. So, so that's the guy uh, just eviscerating Biden as too old. Y- you can't get away from this reality. You can't get away from the fact that the guy has just got this streak of of ridiculousness, not knowing how to act, not knowing how to speak, the sniffing, the touching. The, it's just constant. He's an embarrassment to the country. And he is what the polls are reacting to when you see this head-to-head. That's my take. Now, I could be wrong, and the polls are really reacting to how much they love Trump. I don't believe that to be true. It's possible, though. I think the polls are reacting to Biden. Let me know what you think on Twitter. Tony at TonyKatz.com. This is Tony Katz Today. Federal level, do you feel like the administration has been responsive to the scale of your needs? Well, the city of El Paso couldn't do it on their own. It's an impossibility that we would be able to fund these kinds of millions and millions of dollars. So we've been very thankful for the Secretary of Mallorca, the FEMA, that's actually given us the funding to move forward. So you're thanking FEMA and Mayorkas for allowing you to handle Biden's border issues. Just making sure I understand you, Mr. Mayor. That's the mayor of San Antonio right there. Just making sure I understand uh, the, the, the situation. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. No, the mayor of El Paso. I said the mayor of uh, San Antonio, and I apologize for that. I'm pretty sure it's the mayor of El Paso. Now, uh, a couple of uh, housekeeping issues. October 5th, if you're in Indiana, I am speaking 
to the Bartholomew County uh, GOP. Uh, it is their Reagan Roundup. That that's that's what it's called. It's called the Reagan Roundup Dinner. And I am the keynote speaker. Guaranteed the best night in Bartholomew County or your money back. Maybe it is. I I think it's... uh, Where where, where do I find that? That's it. BartholomewCounty.gop. BartholomewCounty.gop. And then uh, you can just scroll down. You'll see it right there. It's the fall dinner. I believe uh, they'll be serving chicken. I have no idea. I have no idea what they'll be serving. All I know is I am going to be there. I'm going to be speaking. It's going to be uh, good. And I hope uh, that you'll come out. Uh, you can get uh, you can get tickets. Uh, you can get regular tickets. You can get the VIP tickets. They're doing, I didn't, I didn't even know this. Because I said, if you want to do a VIP, you know, I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm more than happy to help you raise some money. So they're going to do a local bourbon tasting. Smart. Get me drunk before the speech. I love it. I love it. So that's going to be good. So get a VIP ticket or get a get a regular ticket uh, or get a table sponsorship. Bartholomew County GOP. BartholomewCounty.GOP is where you go. BartholomewCounty.GOP. This is October 5th. Uh, uh, it starts at, at uh, VIP starts at 530. Right? Then dinner is at 630. I go on at 715. I burn it to the ground by 745. I have no idea. I think that's the timing. I'm not sure. BartholomewCounty.gop. Check it out. Find everything I do at TonyCats.com. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.